Gentlemen, welcome to No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. He's a bad film hating while I skating all the while masturbating. That's, That's Mo Pawn. Yeah. yeah. And with me as always is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug bow, Tilly. Bow, bow, number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow, bow. Mo. All this, right. This is our first episode since our things episode. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a very popular episode. And well, understandably it, so. I mean, I, you we know. put a lot into it, I have to say. And uh, because we put so much into it, we got a lot out of it. Yeah. No, not really. But it was still. <laughs> I, no. I, you know, whatever. We did okay. No, no. The response has been really positive to it. Yeah. And I'm really glad because that was one we had to knock out of the park because people have been clamoring for it for such a long time. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's such like, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a film that I hold very dear. So of course I want to, I want to make sure we do a good episode on it. Mo, I can't help but notice that you sound a little sick. Today. Oh, I'm, I'm fine. Are you? I bet allergies. Oh, it's, the, it's that the, time. It's the worst. It's the worst. I mean, I'm I'm literally surrounded by a fucking menagerie of animals here in this apartment. Yeah. And it just makes me want to murder everything. Yeah. Uh, or or hide away and watch movies for no budget nightmares. Well, that's another option too. It, it is, and in fact, that's exactly what we've done. For this episode of the show... Oh, nice segue! <laughs> we've hidden ourselves away. This is actually another movie that has been requested uh, several times several in the past. Several times, yep. Yeah, people are very, very, very excited. We haven't uh, covered a Polonia Brothers movie before, or any movie from either John or Mark Polonia. Uh, and this is probably the one... Would you say this is, in your experience, the one that's the most well-known? Well, it's the only one I've ever heard of, so yes. <laughs> I remember, like, this one was in video stores, I remember, in the mid-90s. I mean, yeah. that, compared to a lot of the films covered on this show, uh, that <laughs> it was rare to see a lot of those. But this one made it all over the place, and I think it might have been at least their biggest success up to that point. Uh, and uh, I will be entirely honest, I had not seen it before the screening for no, this. No, I, I, I hadn't either, and, uh, you know, I mean... Mm? Well, yes? I, hmm? I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to not, you know, blow my wad too early in the. Don't uh, in, don't in blow the, that wad <laughs> in the episode. Sustain. But, uh, think about baseball. Come on. <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> um, Third base. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That's a, that's a great band. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, yeah. No, I, just to answer the question bluntly, no, I had not seen this previously. <laughs> uh, and in fact, yeah, I mean, I think Mo is giving away a little bit of his uh, feelings on it. But again, we do know that there's a very kind of positive 
emotion about this film in general, and I, I don't want to uh, make it seem like that we're uh, we're just uh, looking to tear into it. Again, this is a film that that uh, has a lot of pedigree to it, uh, including not just the Polonia brothers, but also John McBride, friend of yep. No Budget Nightmares, and also the director of Cannibal Campout, shot on video legend Cannibal Campout. I love Cannibal Campout. And I will say that while I was watching Feeders, it was difficult not to compare it to Cannibal Campout. Yeah, you kind of wanted to the whole time. But of course, it doesn't help that there's John McBride like yeah. staring at you the entire movie. And you're like, and you just want to say, like, why didn't you jump in and like make this a better movie? <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> but yeah, but also the idea that. Doesn't it still look like Cannibal Campout, even though it was made something like six or seven or actually eight, I think, years later? Yeah, it's on, it's on the same sort of level uh, visually, yeah. I don't know if we've really gone into it, but we're going to be covering on this episode of No Budget Nightmares, Feeders from yeah. 1996. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't mentioned the title. I'm sure we did, but yeah, Feeders from 1996, which uh, again was a, a fairly large uh, shot on video success in the mid-90s, followed up by Feeders 2, which I actually haven't seen either. Uh, and again, directed by the Polonia Brothers and John McBride, three directors in this case, and written by Mark Polonia. But before we get to the movie, which actually uh, will be a pretty quick uh yeah, it's yeah, because super, it's a, yeah, super short. It's only like an hour long. Yeah. I I did want to mention uh, we we said uh, just at the top of the show that our things episode got a uh, really positive response. That uh, that response all uh, includes from Barry J. Gillis himself, mm. who uh, has a, a, this is a direct quote. This was so much fun. Dot dot dot. It was awesome to listen to this. Dot dot dot. Great job, guys. Dot dot dot. Lol. You know what? I got to tell you, uh, I, 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 I got to tell you, mm-hmm. you know, if Neil Breen has taught me anything is that every single one of those ellipses is missing a dot. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? I, I can't knock. I can't knock it because I do the same stupid thing. I, I every time, like instead of just hitting a period or a comma, I'll, I'll put an ellipse in there and I, I don't know why I just do it. Well, those of us who are professional writers like myself, Mo. Whatever, whatever. (laughs) One other thing that I want to mention before we get into the episode is uh, being released, I think, literally uh, a day or two ago here in Canada is the special edition of Science Crazed on DVD. Nice. You you can now go over videonomicon.com, and uh, it's no longer a pre-order. You can just buy yourself a copy of Science Crazed. Mine shipped at the end of last week, and I'm hoping to get it either tomorrow. uh, Actually, not tomorrow, because it's actually going to be Labor Day here in Canada, but but someday in the next next week, and I am really looking forward to checking that out. Isn't it it amazing the journey that Science Crazed has taken since we've started this show? It's pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy is what it is. Uh, and I think it's awesome. Those, I mean, I know you do, too. Well, I do, Mo. Yeah. And I, again, I'm, I, this isn't meant to, to blow my own horn at all, but I actually have a quote on the back of the box of Science Craze, the DVD, um, from oh, my... Look from, at me, Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> the box. But I was just like, when I see that, all I can think of is when we were first watching it. I mean, we were watching it right around the, the same time for the first time. Uh, and our reaction to it... And sort of our excitement about it. And now, what, like three years later or two years later, it's yeah. now got a special edition DVD. I mean, what a world we're living in. 2015, Mo, the future. Yeah, exac- exactly. Now, uh, if you want No Budget Nightmares to continue into the future, you should go over to our Patreon page. <laughs> Man, that's another segue. 
<laughs> and become a Patreon and uh, and get yourself some cool perks. Get to choose a movie for No Budget Nightmares. Maybe you're a filmmaker yourself. Make a small donation and we'll cover your movie. We won't necessarily like it. We might tell everyone it sucks and then tell them not to purchase it or support you in any yeah. way. But you know what, though? You know mm-hmm. what, though? Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll have the same fucking effect from us anyway because we're constantly telling people not to watch or, or get movies or whatever. And they're always doing it. We told people not to watch Science Crazed, and now my name is on a special edition DVD about it. It's pretty funny. No, I mean, I think we told people to watch that oh, one. Oh, no, we but... definitely told people to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, you're absolutely right, Mo. We're, we're no good at warning people away from movies. But... Think, think, of how many, think of how many people have watched Hip Hop Locos because <laughs> we told them not to. <laughs> Those fucking idiots is what I'm saying. Morons. <laughs> but yes... <laughs> Look up. Uh, you can you can actually go to the Patreon page by going over to nobudgetpodcast.com. Uh, it's got a link there, or just search for No Budget Nightmares and Patreon, and you'll be able to uh, to hop right on there. If you are a Patreon subscriber and you have not yet gotten your perk, why don't you send me over a message to make sure that I can get it out to you if I haven't already? These things sometimes can get lost in the ether, and I want everybody to be feeling positive about No Budget Nightmares as we dig in. Well, every, everybody except for, for one person. But yeah, yeah, everybody else. Feel positive. <laughs> there's probably a couple of people out there. <laughs> Just, there's only one person in particular who hates that we exist. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you can go over to my LinkedIn and check them out. Uh, feeders. <laughs> From 1996, directed by the Polonia Brothers from Polonia Brothers Entertainment. Mo? <laughs> I love that you just told people to go to your LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> This is, I said it's 2015. Everyone, that's the social network of the now. Yeah. Well, is, I'm, I'm still on Friendster, so. Are you? No. What's that school one? Remember school? Is it schoolmates or something? What was that social oh, network? Classmates? Was that it? Classmates. I think you're right, Mo. Uh, didn't I was last. Never, I was never on that one. That's a shame. That's why it didn't last. I wasn't on it. As all the best low-budget movies do, Feeder starts with a star field. <laughs> yep And we get, I believe, a voiceover talking about the cosmic Or is it is it text on the screen? It's text on the screen, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> we should know, right? Sorry, I, Mo, I watched this a week ago so. yeah, say, I, I watched this like 15 hours ago I don't even remember <laughs> It talks, it's either a voiceover Or <laughs> I, I'm thinking now it's probably text But no, maybe it's not The cosmic vastness of space Yep. What really lies behind our galaxy? Because that's what Feeders is actually exploring. It's the idea of life on other planets coming here to the planet Earth. Yeah, I got to tell you, I was kind of confused about this beginning because like, we get that shot of the moon and what, what I was presuming was a crash. But and then I realized, oh, it wasn't. It was just something landing. I'm like, what, what is going on? Crash! But my, but my- oh my my favorite part about this whole intro though is mm-hmm. is is the proof and i've been looking for proof for this for a while uh-huh. that to go into space all you need is motorcycle equipment yeah absolutely no i'm so i'm glad to know that because i've i've been wanting to go into uh into space this uh this intro starts with the uh excellent double question of uh about the aliens are they friends or do they watch our planet with evil intentions mo do you believe in aliens uh, I believe that the mm-hmm. universe is too big for us to be the only ones out there. How you know the concept of of us being visited? I don't know. I'm a little more skeptical on, but I mean, it just it just seems foolhardy to uh, to be like, no, oh, no, we're the only ones out there. That seems like it would just be wrong. But you don't believe that 
rednecks have been captured by aliens and anal probed. Oh no, no, I totally believe that. Of course, yeah, yes. but I mean, but but that those are illegal aliens, like from out of the country. That's not the sort of aliens we're talking about. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? <laughs> no, no, I cannot. <laughs> Are you saying we should build a wall? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but between America and Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a more and more popular idea these days. You know, I have to say I agree with you 100%, Mo. I do think... <laughs> Uh, not about the wall. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> to clarify for a second. Uh, yes, about the um, the idea that there probably, almost certainly, in fact, is life on other planets in our massive universe or other universes, certainly. But the idea of um, flying saucers and uh, alien life having visited Earth, uh, I I find it a little difficult to swallow. Yeah. Speaking of swallowing, the aliens and feeders. Are, they've come to Earth just to bite and eat our flesh, apparently. Yeah. Why? Why did they come to Earth for that? They're feeders, I guess. Yeah, well, exactly. They're feeders. I mean, it's mm-hmm. in the... How about Galactus? Yeah, well, he's an eater of worlds. He eats the whole world. Just like the... Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Galactus. Unicron. Like Unicron. Oh, yeah. Unicron's just a Galactus ripoff, don't you think? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> so we jump right into the but, but voiced by Orson Welles. So yeah, of course, talking about how much uh, his peas, right? Peas are grown there. Uh, we jump right into the opening CGI intro. Uh, shades of Dave Wascovich here in this intro, uh, but we do get introduced to some of the main players in this movie. Now, not only are uh, John Polonia and John McBride. The uh, two of the directors of the film They're also the stars of the movie Indeed And uh, how would you describe The acting style of Let's start with John McBride Um, He's very enthusiastic mm-hmm. Like I, I actually uh, Always get a real kick out of watching him Perform and, and as far as I'm concerned He's the best thing about this movie He's good you know like yeah. he's good Because he looks like he should be an actor and he looks very natural. And... Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a great word. Yeah, he's very natural about it. Um you know, and in this in this movie he's the only one. So it's a little off-putting to be All honest. All right. Well, but... with that in mind, how would you yeah. describe the acting style of Mr. John Polonia? Not very natural, but you know what? He he was he was he has some really great moments. Mm-hmm. I- I'll give him that much and he is definitely entertaining to watch attempt to perform but the the uh, not very good we'll get an audio clip or two from him oh yes up. yes we will <laughs> I, I will say that one of the difficulties i had with this and maybe it's just in the wake of things and it's hard to compare any other movie to that is that there just wasn't that much audio to take from this movie it, yeah it felt, it felt like there just wasn't enough amusing moments and i understand again it's a really short movie but Compared even to Cannibal Campout, which, again, it's hard not to compare this movie to, uh, that movie had those quirky characters that were saying a lot of bullshit, but that was really amusing and really kind of perked up the movie. We are, in this movie, stuck almost entirely with John McBride and John Polonia, and that makes it a little more difficult to get through. There's a... uh, I I make a note at... I want to say about 20 minutes in. No, at 13 minutes in. I made a note in here that says we're 13 minutes into the film and it feels like 10 of that has been walking or driving. There's a lot of walking. There's a lot of driving. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and <laughs> I also would help if there were some likable characters. Thankfully, there are some hot babes in this movie. Uh, mm? 
What? Sure. No? All right, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh-huh. The, the movie begins with a UFO heading to Earth. So whatever we believe in, there are UFOs. They're coming. Uh, these UFOs are, are created through the use of computer-generated effects. You know what? I, I'll actually give them credit on this one. I mean, yeah, they're 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 primitive. Yeah, they're pretty primitive looking uh, effects, but they work. They totally work. It's fine. Remember those? Remember those giant mushrooms and fungicide? Uh, yes. <laughs> it kind of looks like that. Fungicide. <laughs> hey, this was years earlier, so good on them. Uh, fungicide. The movie proper starts with a guy heading into the woods to go fishing. <laughs> now, this whole opening se- uh, sequence is kind of weird because there's this like weird filter over the all the video. It makes it look like there's fog over everything. Yeah. Uh, it does not look very good. No. But we're actually just introduced to a bunch of characters at once. There's a guy in a pickup truck wearing a trucker hat, as you like to call it. I now, call it now you, ke- you keep using this word introduced and... <laughs> You know, that's a bit of a misnomer because... They are on the screen. Yeah, to be introduced means that you have to know who the fuck they are. And we are not actually introduced to almost anyone in this movie. <laughs> well, they don't have names. But uh, but we do have the fisherman. Yeah. We have the guy in the truck, who yep. we later find out is like a park ranger or something. Oh, is that who that's supposed to be? Yeah, because it's the father of one of the hot chicks later. Oh, yeah. Michelle, and Michelle we, or Donna. And we have our two main characters driving around in a convertible. And uh, how would you describe the way that John Polonia looks? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> it's an uh, honest question, Mo. I know. I'm going to try to do this without being mean. Um, I mean, You know, he, he did pass away just a few years ago. Yeah, well, that's why I said I'm going to try to do it without being mean. Okay. No, he's – you know what? It's um... – Just answer me this. Sure. Who has a better mustache, Barry J. Gillis in things or John Polonia in – Feeders. Oh, Polonia. Right? He has yeah. a better mustache. No, his mustache is killer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's got those very quintessential sort of for-the-time glasses that are yes. just way oversized. And uh, he, I, 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 I got to give him credit. He, he basically looks like that sort of... Uh, like sex crazed nerdy best friend in like mm. all of the fucking teen sex movies. Yeah, you know. So so I'll give him that much. I'll give him that much credit. He he does have a very distinct look. Though this is pretty much my understanding is this is just pretty much how he looked. Yeah, which is kind of cool when you think about it. <laughs> you know, it's pretty much how Mark Polonia looked too because they're <laughs> identical twins. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we have these three characters. A UFO is flying over this forest area. And that guy who's the park ranger, he pulls over in his vehicle, and he has, and it's kind of sad, my favorite line of the entire movie is the very first line of dialogue said. If that doesn't be at all, immediately, God, I hope it doesn't burn the fucking forest down. If that don't beat all. I like how, how it's kind of, he's like kind of serious for a second. And then it's like, I hope it doesn't burn the fucking forest down. <laughs> <laughs> the fisherman also sees a uh, CG UFO uh, move overhead, and he looks appropriately spooked by the whole thing. And then the UFO does something, Mo. Yeah, it beams down the aliens it beams down the aliens i have to say the beam does not look very good no and neither do the aliens well that's uh, that's up for debate is it yeah well just uh, what do the aliens look like they look like fucking stick people they're like little stick puppets you know what they look like 
uh, God, and, and uh, trying to not be mean here again, but uh, you know they look like um, like giant Q-tips that somebody wrapped sort of like a, an aluminum foil around. Ooh, I think that's a little unfair. And added, well, that's what they they look like Q-tips. No, they don't. They have alien faces. Yep, yeah, I know that, but they they still look they. Yeah, I'm just saying their general shape. Okay, that's oh, you're right. Shape wise, yeah. you're right. They're kind of Q-tippy, absolutely. Yeah, with just like long, um, mm-hmm. like thin arms. It's they're they're very very odd looking. Remember the very first episode of South Park where the aliens come down and give Cartman an anal probe? It's pretty similar to that. Yeah, it's kind of like those very traditional <laughs> looking alien with the almond shaped eyes, that sort of thing. Yeah. But they're tiny. They're very small. Yeah, the the, and, the grays, I believe they're called. And most of the time, you don't get to see them move around because they're just puppets. Yeah. So a lot of it is done via a POV, Evil Dead-ish uh, point of view. Which I actually kind of like. And they we- make weird noises, too. Yeah. Well, and the noises change. Yes. Which is my favorite part because, like, uh, in one scene, they'll have this real sort of distinct sort of growl, you know. And then there's a scene later in the film where they mysteriously have become hogs <laughs> you know like they're making a hog noise happens it, to all of us huh it happens to all of us yeah i guess i mean mm-hmm. you know okay so we have john mcbride we have john polonia john mcbride's character is named derek yeah and how far into the film is it before you before you find that out well right now in just a few minutes we will because we find out that john polonia's character is named bennett a la the bad guy from the 80s classic Commander. <laughs> Let off some steam. You know, I could not... Every time his character's name was mentioned, all I could think about was that guy from Commando. So maybe this movie is, is doing its job. It's making me think of a better movie. You know what, though? At least you didn't have to worry about that too much because aside from the one moment towards the beginning where they mention his name, it's not mentioned again until the end of the movie. Yeah, but I wrote it in my notes a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and I actually missed the point, uh, the point at the beginning of the movie where, the where it's where it's mentioned. So for me, I didn't know their names until the end of the movie. Well, you could just go over to the IMDb mo. I'm just saying. I could have, I just didn't. So the the way that we go back to these two characters is that we get a first person view of a camera, and we get like a really super cheesy iris effect of like the camera uh, lens, like like closing, and it is so fucking stupid (laughs) but it's because Derek likes to use a camera to shoot photos Mm. he likes taking photos Uh, this was at the time all I said here was that Bennett is the one with the terrible mustache (laughs) (laughs) it's not a terrible mustache uh, (laughs) you're right comparatively yeah compared to uh, J.R. Bookwalter there you go uh, yeah, you're right. You know what? Uh, in terms of the, the history of shot on video movies, the the bar for quality mustaches very low. It's very low. I mean, I I, I know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna give John Polonia any credit for anything, it's for that mustache. Well, now you get a sense of the relationship between Derek and Bennett because Derek wants to stay around a little bit longer and take photos, but Bennett he wants to hit the Atlantic Ocean and <laughs> he wants to let off some steam. <laughs> And uh, let's hear a little little conversation between the two. Cross-country road trip's supposed to be fun. Yeah, well, it'll be a lot funner when we hit the Atlantic Ocean and I can watch all those babes in those, those skimpy suits. suits. In two days, it'll be a reality. Come on, let's go into town. I want to grab some pictures of the devastation. I, the, one of the things that's really notable about what he just said is how he used the word funner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
be a lot funner once we hit the Atlantic Ocean. You know what? Uh, I, that that's just realism because that mm-hmm. that's how people talk. That is how the people talk. It just kind of stuck out at me. And I just should mention that when he mentions those babes in those skimpy suits in the film, he makes a motion with his hands like a curvy motion, like yeah. an hourglass. Yep, yep. He, he wants to. He, he wants to ogle. <laughs> well, he doesn't, you know, he lucks out in this movie because he doesn't need to wait to get to the Atlantic Ocean to see some babes. He's going to f- run into one in just a couple minutes. You, that's a real loose uh-huh. usage of that term. But Whoa, yeah. What? <laughs> what? Uh, one other notable thing about feeders is that the uh, we are constantly notified at what time of day things are taking place. I, You know what? I, I kind of like that because, it, it, you know, like the whole movie sort of takes place over the course of a day, basically, like because it starts kind of like sort of like mid morning. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then it's like uh, kind of not uh, when when does it end it ends like like 10 30 ish something yeah like. right i mean we're still at like 9 20 in the morning but yes yeah. yeah. i mean it's like it's over the course of like 12 or 13 hours that all this takes place that's right it just shows how quickly the aliens could take over if they yeah. were so inclined indeed so uh bennett and derek they leave and they go to a place called devon's crossing which has apparently been destroyed by a flood I don't know why any of that is notable information, but they take a lot of photographs. No, I mean, I think it's just sort of like setting up as to why they're there in the first place, or at least why why they have uh, what their motivation is for staying. Right. Though I will say that as they drive through there, the photos that they show on the screen are obviously not of where they are at that moment. No, no. (laughs) And they appear to be uh, photographs of actual devastation, which, uh, well, why not? Use, Use what you got, right? Yeah, we do get to see we we get to see Bennett smoking as well. He he he's an attractive smoker, I would say. Yeah, my uh my my comments here say uh, McBride takes a lot of pics and the other guy smokes. Yeah, other guy smokes. That's pretty much it. But unfortunately, Derek runs into a big problem. He runs out of film. Oh, and so they have to stop somewhere and buy film. This is a movie, people. <laughs> this is the conflict of the movie. Uh, we do get a shot in between this of the fisherman from earlier. He's still fishing, and uh, he's—I uh, guess he wasn't too spooked by the UFO flying overhead because he's still fishing. But we do get a sense that the aliens are watching him from the woods. Yeah, because you get a lot of uh, you know a lot of these these POV shots, you know, of the aliens kind of watching what's going on. And I kind of like I said, I really like the the POV shots because they're all kind of like down in the grass and like giving you an idea of how small these things are. And, how tall you think they are? Uh, you know, knee high to a grasshopper. Knee high, maybe actually knee high is how. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They they definitely don't seem particularly big, and we do have. Doesn't a... seem doesn't seem like it'd be difficult to fight them off if you needed to. No, and the funny thing is, is there are multiple situations where characters do successfully fight them off or beat them to death or sneak up on them it's it's just kind of funny that like that that these things would would you know even think to you know i don't know maybe it's like they're like uh the tasmanian devils you know like they're small but they're vicious i see or like a like a critters type situation Ooh, yes uh, now we get some really doofy music as they drive along, this being they being Derek and Bennett. Uh, and Derek wonders if they should go camping in the woods, which I thought was hilarious because of all the people who should not want to go camping, you think you that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that time I went camping. 
Uh, and they actually do decide that that's exactly what they're going to do because they're trying to save as much money as possible. I don't know where they got this convertible. It doesn't seem right that they'd be driving a convertible that's so nice looking. Hey, priorities. I guess so. Uh, while they're driving along, they hear a newscast, and the newscast mentions that the weather looks good, but there's been a report of a glowing meteor soaring across the Pennsylvania sky. You know, I, it, it, it cracks me up because uh, because it actually says that in the opposite order. It, it starts off with the report of, like, a, <laughs> a, a meteor or a fireball flow, flying through the sky, and they go, but because no one has any additional information on that, enjoy your weekend. Everybody. It's going to be lovely. Uh, I, I'm glad they also mentioned that this is taking place in Pennsylvania because some of the Pennsylvania accents you hear are pretty uh, pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about these sort of things, but I think it's fair to say. No, no, no. I, yeah, I've I've I, I've been there recently. Like, and I I'd never been to Pennsylvania before this year, and uh, and I went there uh, to to kind of a, a small you know small town. Uh, Yins went to Pennsylvania. Huh. Yins went to Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> there's actually a really great line in the scene too, where they uh, where they're talking about you know like oh these people watch too much television, and the other guy goes yeah the outer limits. <laughs> yeah, a great line. I, I, I love that. <laughs> I, I believe that the guy in the radio finishes by saying keep watching the skies. <laughs> yup. Remember the trucker guy from earlier who we uh, we also know now is a uh, like a camp ranger guy. Nope. Well, he finds a, a smoking crater that it's, it looks almost like a crop circle on the, on the ground. Yeah. So he gets out of his truck and he checks this out. And while he does, a POV shot shows an alien climbing into his truck. High-quality puppetry here. Serious puppetry. Yep. yep. And then the trucker guy goes back into his truck, not knowing that there's an alien in it. And then the alien takes what appears to be an antenna... And I mean like a truck antenna, and drives it into his neck. Oh, is that what that was supposed to be? Well, no, I don't think it's supposed to be, but that's oh. what it fucking looks like. Yeah, well, that's definitely what it looks it's like. It's a probe is what it is, I guess. It's probing his neck. Yeah, I don't know. The dude falls out of the truck, and then the alien eats him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These aliens, that's their feeders, so they eat people. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty poor effect, but I, 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 did, I did think it was funny. I mean, right, well, there's some humor here. That's the first death in the movie. Not the first of many, I would say. Though that's not actually the case. There's only a few. Uh, <laughs> but we have to keep track of where our heroes are now. Our heroes are getting gas, and this is this part is so important because it sets, <laughs> it sets up the love uh, interest part of the movie, which is honestly the best thing going when it comes to this movie. Well, I mean, it, the, yeah, it's the best thing going. But I love how it's like sex appeal. That's what sells movies. Uh huh. So uh, they have to add a little bit of skin, you know. But I, I love, I love that that it sets up this this love interest thing that, like, in fifteen minutes, is completely dropped and never brought up again. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyway, <laughs> Bennett goes. Uh, Bennett is filling up the car, sorry, and Derek is goes into pay at this convenience store, and Bennett is just standing there looking like Bennett looks, and suddenly there's a woman there. Yep. Right. And she just laughs at him, which honestly is probably a natural reaction. It's yeah, it's that that would have been my reaction as well. And then she has what can only be uh, described as the greatest pickup line of all time. Hi. Hi. What are you doing? 
like I, I didn't just cut it off so you couldn't hear the rest of the conversation. No, that's that what is it the, ends. that's the entire thing. Yeah. It so th- there was a little bit of silence at the beginning of there. It's him just standing there staring at this woman. He goes hi, and she goes hi. How are you doing? And then it just cuts to him already having had the conversation. Hi, what are you doing? It's hard to write for women. Is it? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I've never. I've never tried. Um, I have no. I. I have no. Uh, you, you guys didn't have any uh, women characters in uh, Rock Paper Scissors. It was all men in drag. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, there were a few, few female characters. Very, very there kids were... in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> but they were usually speaking languages other than English. <laughs> oh well, there you go. So Derek comes back and he's a little upset about the cost of batteries and film, but Bennett. He is over the moon because he just got the number or, I guess, the contact information of some hot chicks who are going to meet them at wherever they decide to camp later. There was something about this scene that kind of uh, – because when, when did this movie come out? Like 95? 1996. 1996, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it, they, they have a real quick shot of uh, the gas pump, you know, and uh, if you if you notice – <laughs> the, the the numbers on there. The guy puts about a gallon and a half, maybe a little bit more, into his tank, and it's like a dollar seventy. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I miss those numbers. <laughs> Thanks, Clinton, Bush, and Obama. Thanks, presidents. So Derek, uh, he's worried about these hot chicks that Bennett's gonna uh, hook him up with because the last time. That he tried to hook him up with some chicks. They got stuck at a dive bar with two lesbos. <laughs> 1996. You know, I got to tell you, I would have had a lot of fun in that situation. So Are you I, kidding me? That would have that... been the best night ever. <laughs> Honestly, it. anyway. We'll get... <laughs> <laughs> Agreed is all I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> but at the... Back to the fishermen. <laughs> you might be expecting at this point since he hasn't really done anything that maybe his time on this earth is coming to an end and you would be right because this guy <laughs> he he goes to check his tackle box right yep. and that's not a euphemism it's an actual tackle box and he he puts a fish that he caught on a rock he turns around and the alien steals his fish and he's confused for a second and then the alien tosses, tosses the carcass of the fish into the water. So I guess aliens eat fish as well. Then the fisherman decides to take a nap, as you would. See, and... I, I interpreted that as the alien took a bite out of the fish and realized it didn't like it. Because... Maybe that's it, because they didn't yeah. really eat all of it, right? Yeah. Maybe it's like, mm, fish, no, human, yes. yes. So, uh, so then the fisherman takes a nap. Again, remember, he did see a UFO not too long ago. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, if, if you know, he had a long day of fishing and UFO sightings, and, and it only makes sense that you'd want to just take a nap out in the open like that. Gone fishing. Gone. Uh, but then the aliens attack him and eat him. Yeah. We know this because we see a bloody handprint on his tackle box. Well, do they really eat him, though? I don't know. I'm now I'm, I'm putting a question mark there because I feel yeah, that you have more information to add. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just I'm just wondering because like um, uh, I don't I don't know because because then there's that guy who comes stumbling out of the woods. Oh, is that the fisherman? But that's the that's well. I mean, he's got the same uh, you know. 
But this guy has like a hat on, doesn't he? And that guy ends up being bald, so I can't tell him apart. No, well, but yeah, but they both have the same dimple chin. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah. I didn't connect those two things together, but I do have to say that lot makes a lot more sense than just some random guy running out. Right. You listeners who don't haven't seen Veters before don't know what the fuck we're talking about right now. Your, but uh, you will. You'll connect it in a moment to what we're about to say. Yeah. In fact, literally a second from now. So a second <laughs> later, a guy runs. <laughs> <laughs> No, really. Uh, so we see later. Derek and Bennett are now driving along in their car once again. And a bald guy comes out of the woods holding his head. And Bennett uh, basically hits him with his car. Not basically. He, he fucking plows he into him, right? Plows right into him. So let's hear what that sounds like. So that's what that sounded like. <laughs> so, boy, I mean, Bennett is so preoccupied with all this poontang he's going to be getting that he ends up plowing into this dude. Uh, in my original notes, and also the quote I put over to Yumo to say what the sound clip was, I thought he said Jesus, but he doesn't. He says shit no he says jesus in a second he, okay like there's like another short little line and then he says jesus so that's so, probably where you got that from but yeah for that he just he says shit i thought this was going to set up on i know what you did last summer type situation ah. but it doesn't they they check to see if this guy's breathing and then they do what you're supposed to do when someone has been through a traumatic uh injury like a car accident yeah immediately move, his, move them <laughs> move him and move his neck around as much as possible while they're moving him around it's absolutely the most important <laughs> thing you got to make sure you snap the neck around absolutely and the guy keeps talking about little men yeah here here's the part that cracks me up about about this whole about this whole situation is the uh the guy is presumably attacked by aliens uh-huh you know then he's hit by a car yeah. Then they bring him to a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm with you. There's not a fucking not a not a not a drop of blood on him. No. And then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and it's also weird because of what we discover a little bit after that as well about his body. Yeah. But we'll talk about that in just a minute. So as you just mentioned, they drive to a hospital, and you can't see it right now, but I'm putting quotation marks in the air around the word hospital. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed they brought him to just a doctor's office. I guess they bring him to a doctor's office. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and, well, I'm still putting quotation marks. You can marks still put quotation marks around it. And now Dr. Blue Jeans comes out. <laughs> yeah, okay. He was wearing blue jeans, right? <laughs> I, I saw that you mentioned that as a note, so I just called him that. <laughs> <laughs> Forever in blue jeans. <laughs> so they bring this dude. Again, they're just like picking him up and moving him around. <laughs> and they lay him on a table. Uh, and uh, then the doctor uh, asks, uh, says that he'll report the incident to the police. Really sympathetic doctor, all things considered. Uh, and then uh, about two minutes later, he says, oh, this dude is dead. Yeah, and then here's here's the thing I don't understand. And it, yes. <laughs> and, and for the people who uh, who, who read my little... Uh, snippet of notes on the the Facebook page uh, for this is that okay? So mm-hmm. they just hit a guy. Yes, brought him to the doctor. Mm-hmm. He died. Absolutely. And they let him go. And they let them go. 
Well, theoretically, it's a little bit later that they're allowed to leave. Sure, like, sure, Well, sure. actually, we can tell exactly how much time has passed by. I think it was something like 1130 uh, around noon when they hit the dude. So say it took them a half hour to get all the shit, like the guy over to the doctor and right, stuff. Right. So 1230, uh, it, there's a conversation coming up now that takes place at 148. So, yeah, they hung out with, like, the police for an hour or so. We never see the police. I guess. Uh, and then they just let him go. All right. I mean, it seems like they could very easily have gotten away with murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's awesome. So they leave. Derek and Bennett leave, and they have a little conversation about. How, they're wondering why that dude jumped out in front of the car. I think Bennett feels a little guilty, and Derek feels really guilty. He he wonders if they did the right thing. Though I'm confused about what other thing they could have done. Yeah. What What's the what? If If that's the wrong thing, then what's the right thing? I mean, just, why didn't we just bury him on the? Yeah. Side why of the didn't road? we just cave in his head with a rock and bury him? I mean, <laughs> put him out of his misery. Yeah. <laughs> he, right. he ate roadkill. It's a human being we're talking about. A, a, I'm sorry. A, "Quote unquote human being," we're talking about. All right, I got to slow things down for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got, we got something much more important to uh, talk about right now. Guys, listening right now, take out your rods and start jacking it. Damn, dude! Because <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get sexy Man, here. It just got my mouth is dry. It's all salty here. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're gonna get all boned up listening to it. <laughs> we got a sexy salacious conversation about to happen between Donna and Michelle. Donna and Michelle, these are the two hot babes that uh, Derek and Bennett are going to hook up with a little bit later. This is their phone conversation, and then we'll talk about it. Uh-huh. Hello, this is Donna. Donna, it's Michelle. What's up? <laughs> I made my dad lunch, but he never came home. I met a cute guy today. Where at? At the gas station. He and a friend were passing through. Where are they from? Idaho, or somewhere out there. They invited us to a party out at the park. The park? I don't know. My father is the head ranger. He'll catch us. We'll take my car. He'll never know. Okay. Why don't you come over in about two hours and I'll be ready. Okay. And don't worry about your dad. He probably got a bite somewhere else. Now that weird sound that at the end the there. End? Oh, that what it, she says on the phone. He probably got a bite somewhere else. Then they cut suddenly with that like kind of scary noise to his corpse with a bite out of his neck. Ah, little oh, play yeah. on the bite word. Now I see what they did there. Now, for those of you surprised now that your erection has now shriveled, <laughs> you are now flaccid instead of uh, uh, hard, like I was uh, told you you would be. I don't know, man. That quality acting. Well, here's the thing about Donna and Michelle's high school reunion. No. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that. I've been waiting the entire movie for a high school reunion joke. Uh, uh, okay. Not only are Donna and Michelle fucking terrible, terrible. at acting. I mean, just terrible. the fucking worst. And uh, Michelle in particular, uh, who is the second person, not the one who met them at the gas station, but the one on the phone, she is fucking horrible. Not only, not only are they awful they both look to be and i'm not good at guessing ages but probably in their mid 60s <laughs> <laughs> that, not that there's that, anything that, wrong with that that might be a little hyperbolic but um i don't think so and i'm just gonna get ahead of you here mo michelle looks like skippy from the facts of life she does holy shit see I no see- wait not the facts of life sorry i gotta go back now michelle looks like skippy from Family Ties. I knew what you meant. 
I know you knew yeah. what I meant. But she looked enough like Skippy from Family Ties that I couldn't stop thinking about it, and it did not help my appreciation of the scene. No, I I was thinking the entire time how like um, looking back uh, from pictures of my early childhood back in the the early eighties, how mm-hmm. uh, Michelle looks a lot like my mom did back then, mm. like just very unfortunate fashion, very. Uh, unfortunate hairstyle and the fucking glasses. She looks like how everyone's mom looked in the early 80s. It's true. It's but true. But this she... is 1996. Yeah, man. yeah, that's the unfortunate part. <laughs> and I don't want to I don't want to knock her looks. I mean, whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, it's just it's more a fashion thing than, than anything else. Right, exactly. Exactly. And she does look like Skippy from she does. Family Ties. And you know, I didn't even think of that until you just said that, but now that you said that, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, she really did. So these hot babes yeah. are going to hook up with our heroes in this, except that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. We already know Michelle's dad is dead, and Donna um, Donna is what – what's Donna like? Donna's okay. Donna's okay. All right. Moving on. Alien POV. It's, it's not like they're fleshed out characters that we can have any like real opinion of. They're... That's a good point. In fact, that's pretty much all the dialogue we'll have from them for the rest of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. And in fact, Michelle, she's about to bite it like right now. <laughs> so the aliens head into the basement of Michelle's house. I don't know. It seems like a coincidence that they ended up in the basement of the same person's house that they uh, the aliens just killed. But whatever. Maybe they've been uh, like... Uh, putting well, away all this information about well, no no you know, no 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 you're assuming that it's the same alien oh right because it could be a shitload yeah right because because we learn fairly soon I mean within within a few movie hours mm-hmm. you know how, exactly what sort of scale this is going on you know so so the, the idea that that this would be the same couple of aliens everywhere seems you know inaccurate no i i don't think it's the same alien i think it's just happens to be another set of feeders there right now i think i think that that that's actually that makes a lot more sense yeah um though of course with you if you accept that we're fucked right everyone's already fucked you might as well turn off the movie now everyone's fucked well yeah i mean that that actually was exactly what i was thinking (laughs) So I said that the alien head into the basement. It's probably actually a garage. It's a little hard to tell for sure. But either way, she- Ooh, a garage. <laughs> Skippy comes down the the stairs to go to the garage, Skippy and comes down the- <laughs> and she ends up uh, looking around because she hears like a strange noise, and she gets attacked by an alien, Ooh. and it bites her neck, and then we see like a wound on her stomach, and there's some organ meat there as well. Yeah, organ meat. So uh, Michelle had a big part in the movie. Unfortunately, she uh, uh, passed away quickly. If you had to accept that Donna was going to end up with Bennett, then Michelle was going to end up with Derek. So Derek missed out on his opportunity here. Yeah, I, th- I think he's okay with that. He was he, he he seemed like he was way more interested in taking pictures anyway. Maybe he takes some uh, boudoir photography. Uh, Michelle let her hair down. <laughs> her significant hair that is up could go down. Um, <clears throat> You know how this movie has a lot of driving in it? No. Well, there's more driving now. There is. Because Derek and Bennett are looking for a decent camping spot, and it takes them a really long time to find. It's weird how much 
padding this part has, considering that this movie is only an hour long. Like, there's a whole section with like getting stuff out of their trunk and walking into the woods. It's really just tiresome. I have to say. I, I got. I got. I got to tell you. You know that it's funny that you would mention the the, the padding specific to this scene, mm-hmm. since I would say maybe a good thirty five minutes of the total running time in this movie is padding. I mean, nothing really happens in the movie. There's there's right? a, there's a lot of there's a lot of moments, and you know, it's funny as I was watching the film, it seemed to me like like uh, like it was going by really quick. Right, you know, and then I remembered that I was watching it at two at, <laughs> at two times speed, and then you weren't picking up on the nuances, Mo. Yeah, no, I guess I wasn't picking up on any nuances. I actually wanted to wake up early enough today um, to try to watch it again because I knew I'd oh. have at least an hour to kill before uh, before we started recording. But then I'm like, oh yeah, right, I gotta like eat and like get ready and stuff. But so then I, you only you only got about a half hour in, and once Don and Michelle were on the screen, you just had to jack it. Yeah, it's true. I just I just whipped the old cock out and just started. <laughs> Mo lo- cock, lo- 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 come on now. I'm talking about my rooster. Ah, I see your cock sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh ho. Um, I can see exactly what you're saying. No, you're right. Look, there are four characters that are introduced who are only introduced to die in this movie, and then you have the two main characters, and that's basically everybody. Yeah. I mean, there, and there actually there's five characters that are introduced because the doctor, remember him? Doctor Blue Jeans. Doctor Blue Jeans goes in. Uh, he's looking through some medical books, and he hears some weird noises coming from the corpse mm-hmm. of that man who died, and uh, they sound like feeding noises. And I don't know why that would be, but uh, we do get a quick shot of the alien. Uh, and um, I can't remember. Is this where the alien actually attacks him? Yes. Yeah. So that doctor's dead. So good for him. There's actually there's actually a moment right here in the in the doctor office scene that really really made me laugh. It's uh, it's like probably more than it should have. But I also watched mm-hmm. this at like three thirty in the morning and probably that'll help. Yeah. Well, I was at work, so. Um, for, and for anybody who doesn't know, I work overnight. So speaking of guys jerking off, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but but so 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 they have the little you know like stick stick puppet aliens up in front mm-hmm. of the in front of the camera, and the doctor comes walking by, and they do that sort of like classic Muppets puppet kind of trick to show that they're hiding by just ducking them down under the care uh, under the the the, sh- the shot. Oh, this is the part with the. With the special effect, yes. There's two ma- amazing special effects in the scene. Yeah, I saw. I saw you had posted the picture of uh, of both of them. I did actually. Uh, oh, I only caught the one, but yeah, there's there's a couple of of really fantastic special effects here, and I use that term very loosely. The, um, but but the most I, special of special effects are in this sequence. But I love, I love, love, love that trick that like puppet trick where it's like <laughs> now it's a, now they're off camera now they're hiding <laughs> <laughs> well this is uh, i mentioned dave Wascovich at the beginning of the movie and uh, this must have been a very influential movie for him because just like in his movies there's a special effect here that is i think um someone mentioned it on the facebook group that there's no way that you could make it look like a bite was taking, uh, taken out of a sheet, which is what happens here. Like, there's the body covered with a white sheet. Right. And instead of just, like, taking a chunk out of the, the sheet and putting some fake blood there, they've used a computer effect to overlay a bite mark onto it. <laughs> 
I guess the sheet had to be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? That was a very important sheet, and they couldn't get it dirty. And I thought that was hilarious, and I could, didn't think they could top it. And then just a second later, we get to see the doctor's severed head, and his head is still like moving around, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. it's. But the whole like neck part of it is being again layered on as well using the beautiful computer uh, effects. And uh, I do have to say that it, it it almost justified watching the entire movie just for this sequence. Yeah, that yeah, this scene alone is probably one. It, well, yeah, n- not probably is the the best moment in the entire film. <laughs> and the thing is, since every character except our main characters is only around to be murdered, I would have liked it if their murders were a little bit more creative and gruesome. Yeah. Because this one is, so the rest of them should have been as well. Right. So, you know how Bennett and Derek are looking for a camping spot? They're still doing it, and it's been going on for fucking ever, uh, and I have in my notes here, hey, did you see that movie Computer Chess from a couple years ago? No. It's a good movie, Computer Chess. Well, uh, Bennett looks like he walked out of Computer Chess, and anyone who's seen that movie will know what I'm talking about, but Mo doesn't know what I'm talking about. I, I don't, because a movie with a title like Computer Chess doesn't seem like the sort of thing I would jump to go watch. Uh, you know what? I bet you would dig it more. No, no, I probably would. I probably would, but that title I, I it would would definitely not be the sort of thing I would, I would again, jump to go see. But, uh, get- but, but I'll, look, I'll look it up. Bennett is walking around, and we get a great shot of how high his socks are pulled up. So that's nice. <laughs> uh, and then he gets scared by Derek, who touches his shoulder. So it's this fake-out scare. Uh-huh. Uh, if, because Bennett's getting a little bit nervous. He thinks someone is watching him in the woods. He's uh, worried that it, it could be an animal, like a bear or something. Right, because there's something growling in the, in the woods. And this is the moment where the, like, where the aliens are actually, or the alien or whatever, is actually <laughs> making a growling noise. Right, that's yeah. right. So, uh, so Bennett is a little bit concerned, and this is Derek's response to his concerns. No, no. This didn't sound like any animal I ever heard. It sounded unearthly. You wouldn't know the difference between a brown bear and a hoot owl if it bit you on the ass. And now you're expecting me to believe you're hearing strange animal sounds and they're watching you? Come on. So Michelle arrives at Donna's house. Uh, and remember that Donna is dead. Or I might have gotten that... Uh, in fact, our whole conversation earlier where I was talking about Donna and Michelle, I might have gotten the two of them confused. Yeah. But, but it doesn't matter. Because the one that's dead is dead and the other one is coming to the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the house is weird. It's got like office doors instead of like regular doors. No, you weren't. You weren't wrong. Michelle is the one who looks like Skippy. Yeah, I don't. I think. Th- I think actually that Donna is the one who looked like Skippy. But, it doesn't matter. Well, well, one of them had glasses and one of them didn't, right? No, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> but this is the one that's arriving here. Is I believe Michelle. Okay. Okay, I think that's right. It doesn't matter. Good enough. But she she comes in. She sees the other one's corpse, and she looks around in a manner that is does not show fear at all, <laughs> considering that she just found her friend's corpse. Right. Uh, she she actually shows more fire than any other character in the movie. She gets attacked by an alien. She stomps on its head, killing it. Yes. And then she gets attacked again, and she sets the other creature's head on fire. And then she jumps in her car and takes off. And I thought this was setting up like another like a third main character. To, to be part of like the action, but that's not what's going to happen at all. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, you would think. I thought, but I was wrong. Yeah. So back to the woods where Derek and Bennett are just walking around and boring the shit out of everybody. 
Uh, and once again, Bennett is still concerned. He feels something weird's going on. And uh, Derek, at first, is very skeptical, but then a UFO flies over them. Yeah, I, that, that's like that is some timing right there. So like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't even, I like you know, like one of them's feeling all weird and shit, and then the other one's like, oh, I don't know, man. It doesn't, you know, nothing seems odd to me. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I believe everything now. Uh, it's sometimes funny to think about movies made immediately before the advent of both cell phones and the internet. You right, know? right. Just because you, you, you don't really think about how completely it has changed our lives until you see a movie where you could have used that technology at every part. Oh, right. I, I love, I, I love, uh, uh, th- th- somebody was doing a, a series once of, updates to movies that that you know if they had had cell phones at the time where it's like there are entire movies that the movie would have been over in the first five minutes be you know if somebody had had a cell phone it's like i think i heard a comedian once talking about the show frazier uh-huh. where where it's just like every single plot could have just been one guy phoning another and then that just fixes everything yeah yeah because cause anything based on misunderstanding it's so much easier just to clue it up uh and it doesn't seem as as well you could have something like this where a character now gets – they run into their car mm-hmm. because they get freaked out by the UFO, and the car doesn't start. So now they're, like, literally alone in the middle of the woods, and they have no way to get anywhere. Right. But otherwise, they'd have a phone. But if they had a they, cell they phone, check, they could They could call, check Twitter. Yeah, or and something. See, and, 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 like, people are like, OMG, aliens attacking. <laughs> Has- Hashtag <laughs> fucked from above. Hashtag end of the world. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll be trending for a while. It, it'd probably <laughs> so, be the last trend. <laughs> so uh, they um, Bennett suddenly remembers that they invited the girls there, which is his major concern because he's afraid that they're going to come to the woods and get fucked by the alien. But I don't understand. Not literally. I mean, like I killed by the alien. Figuratively speaking. But like, where did he tell them to meet him? Because they wandered around forever in the woods looking for a place to fucking sleep. So oh like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, he didn't tell them to meet them anywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know that state, you know that state park down the road. Yeah, just, just meet me there. Where? Wander oh no, I'll the, just be there. Wander in the woods until you find us. Yeah, just just come find us. So, Derek is concerned about them leaving the road. He'd prefer that they uh, that they stay on the road and not go into the woods. And he's right about that. But then they just start running in the woods. And that's what's happening there. Like, they right. run. Like, they're just running like crazy. They don't know where they're going. They're just running as fast as they can. And at one point, Derek gets tired, and he has to rest. By the way, we're about three-quarters of the way through the movie now. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Not much has been happening, but this is what's happening. Uh, so they stop for a second, and it's a very fortuitous stop because they look over, and they see a skull with a brain hanging out of it. There's actually a really uh, great, yeah, I remember this scene. But uh, there's actually this really great moment where um, uh, God, what, Bennett kind of apologizes uh, about the situation that they're sort of in, and it cracks me up just how like immediately forgiving uh, Derek is in the situation. Where he's like, "Yeah, it's okay, man. It's okay." Well, what? Did, I mean, it's not Bennett's fault. What did he do? No, no, no. Well, I I know, but it, it you know, like they they they. I, it just it just kind of cracked me up, like how, <laughs> how like it it took no thought whatsoever. He's just like, oh man, it sucks. We're you know because because he was apologizing for them being lost because it was completely Bennett's fault that they were lost. 
That is true. Yeah. yeah. Though that they they did seem like their their only plan was to walk around randomly into the woods until they found a place where it was like, okay, let's stop now. Right. There were a few camping spots they could have picked. I guess. So they see this skull with the brain in it, and uh, of course, um, because. Derek hasn't met the girls before. He wonders if it indeed is one of the girls, which, I mean, considering that it could be anybody in the entire world, that would be a conclusion to jump to. But uh, let's hear what the conversation entails. What is that? Is that one of the girls? No, I can't tell. One thing we haven't talked about is that the sound is really bad in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to crank the volume up to like 170% for, <laughs> for me to even fucking hear what they were saying half the time. But it's inconsistent, too. Like, some scenes are a lot more easy yeah, to hear yeah, than others. So then a UFO flies overhead again, and it does that scanning thing, which looks really bad. Mm-hmm. And Derek proposes the idea that maybe it's the beginning of an invasion. <laughs> well, well, we know what they like to eat. Yeah, yeah uh, us. <laughs> so then an alien jizzes all over Derek. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is the alien like rushes out of the woods and squirts something all over Derek that burns him. It's like it's like a jizzy substance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just uh, I'm 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 having uh, a, a headache thinking about this scene because I'm reminded that when they cut back to uh, to Derek and his hand is supposed to be like bleeding, right? That it's basically just a giant mound of ketchup on his hand. Yeah, it's not it, it's not the most realistic looking blood I've ever it's seen. So bad. But Bennett uh, takes a rock and he crushes the alien with it. Yeah. So they, they die fairly easily, I have to say. They, they burn and they get crushed. It's pretty easy to kill these aliens. But, uh, but Derek is very concerned because the alien uh, spewed a burning cum shot all over his hand. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems okay for now. Yeah, so it becomes it's getting dark. but for now it's fine. It's getting dark, so they got to get shelter. And they find a nearby house. I think it's uh, one of the girls' house. Yeah, they don't they they find like a car with a dead body in it like outside the house. There's like a skeletonized woman inside. Yeah. And they're you know and it like they just like, "Oh, okay." I think the skeletonized woman is supposed to be uh the the either Donna or the other one, the one that tried to get away. Yeah. Which is so strange because we never saw that happen. Right. But that's so, that's fine. I mean, shit can happen off-screen. Yeah, it's just a weird way to set it up where she was fighting back against the aliens and then gets killed without us seeing it. Uh so it, this is kind of interesting. It does say that it's nine oh five p.m. It says it on the screen. Yeah, but it's so that it, but it's like dark now. It's dark. Well, I mean, nine oh five can be dark. Not I mean, in the it's, summer. It's, it's nine fifteen right now, and it's just about dark here in Ontario. I guess it's a good point. <laughs> but they rush into the house, and uh, this is where they're going to hold out. And there's a clock on the wall that does not say nine oh five. I mean, I'm just saying, if you're going to put it on the fucking screen, you better make sure the clocks represent that. I know. Uh, Continuity, man. So they do what you should do in a case where aliens are invading and might be inside the house, is they decide to split up for no reason. So one of them can check out the upstairs, and one of them can check out the main floor. Right. So Derek goes upstairs, and Bennett checks out the main floor, 
Uh, and of course, Bennett immediately goes into the kitchen, a la Johnny Dickey, and, <laughs> and he goes he, into the bathroom, <laughs> and he just sits there for a while and thinks about what to do. No, he he goes in, and it's important to note that Derek has—I think he has a flashlight, right? Or yeah. has he has mm-hmm. some sort of lighting imp- implement? Yeah. Um, yeah, Derek has a light. Uh, Bennett doesn't. So Bennett goes off by himself into the dark without a light. He has a, he lights a match so we can see, but it would have made so much more sense for them to go together with the person who has a fucking light. Um, so they light a, uh, he lights a match, uh, Bennett does, and he lights a candle. Derek goes upstairs. They're looking around, and um, nothing happens. Like you expect something to happen. Yeah, but but but, but in all honesty, you know, like Derek uh, when he's upstairs, it, basically all he does is he climbs to the top of the stairs. And does like one of these uh, and just scans the fucking light back and forth a couple of times. And Sorry, it, what was that sound supposed to represent? Uh, <laughs> he just goes up and goes, uh, and then he comes back downstairs. Well, he does He does find an arm. Yeah. Oh, actually, Bennett finds the Bennett arm. Bennett finds he? the arm. Right. But, it, but, it's, it's, but I just found it so funny that like how big is this house? Because like from the outside, the house looked pretty big. But all he does is he goes to the top of the stairs and just kind of like scans the light back and forth a couple of times like he doesn't check any of the possible rooms that are up there he, right that's right he doesn't really he doesn't really investigate yeah, at all yeah he does find a skeleton up there a clothed skeleton, skeleton. that's right he a, finds a, a skeleton. skeleton he finds a skeleton upstairs and it's wearing clothes and it's ridiculous looking it, is. it looks like a halloween skeleton it is really you're killing me with this skeleton <laughs> Well, he finds a skeleton upstairs, <laughs> <laughs> but Bennett only finds an arm downstairs. But no, they don't find um, they don't find any of those creatures. But when they get back together downstairs, they do walk by what appears to be a collection of thimbles, a la the story of Ever sketch from Mister Show. Um, have you ever seen that sketch, Mo? I, I've you know I had to have because I've seen every Mister Show up. It's the one where the guy keeps falling into the thimbles and they have to clean him up again and again. It's like the most famous Mister Show sketch. Oh, then uh, then I'm just stupid. Jesus Christ! Whatever. Asshole! <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep you around? <laughs> so uh, they decide that they need to arm themselves, Derek and Bennett, because they have a fortress. They, they, they can keep the aliens out. They've obviously proven that there's no aliens inside because <laughs> they've looked everywhere. It was a thorough search. <laughs> the things are as high as their fucking knee, but apparently they're convinced. Yeah. So Bennett finds a curved blade scythe type thing. Yeah. Yeah. He finds a scythe, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like like one of those hand ones. Not. Yeah. Not like the ones. Yeah, not like a Grim Reaper, you know, sickle, you know? No. Yeah. Though, 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 yeah. It's like a handheld type. Why it's hanging on the wall in the kitchen is beyond me, but it's there. That is the weapon he chooses to use. And it makes sense because that's, I mean, if I'm going to, I mean, if I don't have guns available, that's that's great. A big curved bladed weapon. It'll work. Works for me. At least it's something. Derek, on the other hand, he's in some, he's in bad shape. Because yeah, his hand, his hand is, is, now it's like oozing. It's starting to burn because of that alien cum that fell onto it. Uh, so he's having some trouble. And he has a, a bandage on it, but he takes it off, and it's fizzing like someone has put Alka-Seltzer on it, because that's probably because what Because that's exactly what happened, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there is a concern, because they hear something in the house, and they're concerned that it might be one of those aliens, which I would think would be impossible, because they did such a I thorough investigation. just job. searched. Yeah, right? 
mm-hmm. and we get a lot of close-ups. You know, I know you said for a second ago that having that weapon that uh, Bennett found would be your that you would like to have it, but I have to think that that curved blade would actually make it a lot more awkward to use than just a knife. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, those those things are not designed to uh, uh, to be wielded as weapons. I mean, the, you know, like I obviously anybody who has any familiarity with farming knows that you you they're designed to like you know you grab the the stalk mm-hmm. of whatever and use it to cut towards you. So like cutting something that's away from you is not the best idea because there's no edge on that side of the weapon. Now, and I even have in my notes that it shows a close-up of the really useless blade, but yeah. immediately after I wrote that, an alien suddenly attacks, and they chop the shit out of alien with this uh, blade, and it works really well. So I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, we also have proven that these, that these aliens are essentially like paper. They go down easy. They go down pretty easy. But that's but that's not their advantage. Their advantage is clearly in numbers. Yeah, and we're getting a sense of that now. Bennett has a great hero line after he kills his alien. <laughs> Fuck. Well, there you go. The, the vaping part of that was Mo, not <laughs> not the sound clip. Yeah, I I I I love the uh, the the use of the term great. There, uh, yeah, sure, fucker. fucker. Uh, so they tried the phone at this point, which is funny that they waited this long, but of course it's dead. Yeah, and this is when the special effects sequences start to go out of control. There's going to be lots of special effects from here on in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they look at the door, and there's like weird sparks coming from it. <laughs> yeah, and then they look outside, like through the door. And there's this bright light shining on them because they're seeing a UFO that is outside this. I guess these aliens are really concerned about these two douchebags in a house uh, because there, there's a UFO outside. And Derek does what anyone would do in this case. He uh, he says, God help us all. So let's listen. To God help us all. Bennett is a bit of a downer as a character. That line I thought was like when I, when I remember sitting around with a bunch of stone people writing a script and coming up with a line where you're like, "Oh yeah, that's a great line." And then realizing once someone actually says it out loud that it makes them sound like the biggest fucking idiot on the planet. Yeah. God can't hear anyone tonight. Yeah. Because God didn't stop the aliens, you see. Right, right. That's the problem. Yeah, well, you know, there's no atheists in foxholes, man. Right, or an alien hole. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no atheists when, when alien jizz is flying around and burning your hands. That's the new saying. I think that, that one's should actually be. Uh, it, it, it flows off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so the UFO shoots a laser at the house, and the house starts to shake. And let me say that the effect of this shaking is not particularly well done. This is, yeah, I mean, like... Like they move the camera around a la old Star Trek episodes? Yeah, this this is essentially the... I mean, we're at the end of the film here, you know. Uh, there, there's there's maybe, like, ten more minutes of, like, actual stuff, like, happening before the uh, the credits start rolling. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny. Like, normally, like, when we do these episodes... Uh, you know, I, I, I like even if the movie itself is really terrible, I always have a lot of fun talking about it. Mm-hmm. But e- even at uh, like this one, like I'm just, 
I can I can tell yeah, that you're I'm, starting to be like, ah, oh, let's just like let's yeah, get it's like, this just, through this. Just be done with this. Fuck. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna we're going to soon be done with yeah, it. So yeah. let's just let's just power through. Gotta... They both get knocked out by this uh earthquake that the alien caused, both Bennett and Derek. Yeah, and, and this this next scene coming up <laughs> just proves how stupid these two are. Because yeah. they do they both do shit that like is so counterproductive, like in the worst possible <laughs> fucking way. So that, yeah, so they shoot the house uh, or whatever they 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 do something to the house. Both the guys are knocked out, and Bennett wakes up first. Um, mm-hmm. and then and what does he do? And then immediately goes out into the front of the house to go fight the aliens. And so he he now there's a UFO out there. Yeah, and theoretically there could be dozens and dozens of these aliens. Right, creatures right. But he's terrified. He's of. like, fuck it. I've got a sickle. I'm gonna go and 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 kick some ass. You know. And for like a split second, he does. Like he's attacked on his leg and he kicks it off. And then uh, he's yelling like he's going, "Come on!" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Real super, you know, real fucking uh, uh, hero type bullshit. Um, but but almost immediately, like I mean, literally within seconds, you know, like I said, he's attacked and he and he beats, and he, and he, you know, he kicks the thing off and like he chops one up, I believe, or something like that. Sure. And then like the ship shoots him with some kind of ray or something uh-huh. like that, and he and he explodes and he explodes. Yeah, they shoot him with a ray. Yeah, and he explodes. Yeah. Or, so or something because it turns out that maybe he didn't. Well, that's what makes this particularly dumb. Yeah. But I put the I made an animated GIF of him exploding, and it was a big hit on the Facebook group. Right. But uh, yeah, so the the aliens shoot him and he explodes. It makes it seem at this point that our two heroes are severely underpowered in this battle against the UFO invasion. Well, they clearly are, and that's and that's fine because that that actually makes this a little bit more realistic. You know, like in the idea that if 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 there was this uh, this alien invasion and you have these two schlubs in the woods who who didn't have anything, you know that that yeah they're gonna lose. You know, it's not you know it's not even there's not even a question of it. There's not going to be some some memory that the guy has of of a saying his 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 mother used to tell him and, and all he has to do is knock glasses of water onto the thing to to kill the aliens or something stupid like that i mean god if anybody put that in a movie <laughs> what a moron but anyway um you know so so then then we prove we, we get we get proof of how stupid derek is uh mm-hmm. because something tries to open up the door and for some reason this moron goes and opens the door. He opens the door. Because you have to think that, theoretically, it's an alien trying to open the door. Right. And then he opens it for them. Jesus. The fuck, The craziest thing is, it wasn't an alien. No. It's Bennett. It's who Bennett. is apparently still alive, even though we just saw him disintegrated. He mentions that they took him on the ship and tortured him. But then Derek looks outside, and there's another Bennett outside. And this is the greatest special effect at all of all because it was done with the fact that the directors were twins. Yeah, it's that's fucking brilliant. I mean, that's that's, that's it. great. <laughs> you kind of got to do it in that case, yeah, right? It's right. Like having, I mean, it's I, like having Linda Hamilton and her sister in Terminator Two, yeah, right. doing all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then this turns into the most cliched scene. It's so cliched, where you have the two Bennets and uh, Derek. Has for some reason to kill one of them. I don't know why, but both of them are saying that the other one is the copy, 
and uh, and they fight but this, for a second. But it's great though. Yeah, pl- play play the clip. Uh, oh the oh yeah. yeah let's yeah. let's hear let's hear it. Hold it. How do I know you're him? Don't be a horse's ass. Come on, we gotta get out of here before more of those things come. No, things is a different movie. <laughs> now that that sound clip actually comes after Derek stabs one of them in the neck. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I, so so this is the thing I wanted to, I, I wanted to mention is how this whole thing that like uh, you know normally the cliche goes is that that you ask you know how do i know which one is is the real one and right. then and then one of them will give a, a, a like a little story to prove yeah like it. something specific from their right right like and that. then you kill the other one but he just runs out and just kills one yes you know and we know that it has to be the wrong one that he killed because there's no reason for us to think it was the right one. Right, exactly. He, the, neither one of them has has proven that they're actually the real Bennett. So he, in just, fact, there's no reason for either of them to be the real Bennett. Right. If they had the 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 ability to blow him up or even use that as some sort of transportation, then they have the power to not let him get away and run into the fucking house. Right. Exactly. And and we've already presumably seen that these aliens can shapeshift potentially i guess you know or or at the very least take control over a corpse or maybe uh, probably maybe make copies of people or make copies of people yeah which though this is the first time we've seen them do it which is a bad story no it's not because when when we got the fisherman guy before because obviously he had gotten eaten and yet he was there to get <laughs> he, hit, ran out of- to, he was there to get hit by the car. Well, you think if they could make copies of humans, then they wouldn't need to come to Earth to get their food supply because they could just keep making fucking copies. Don't don't try to <laughs> don't try to put logic to this. Wow, I fucked up the entire movie with that one, didn't I? Really, you, you really did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that because that's another question too. If they have the ability to do this, then what's the point of the invasion at all? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, as we've probably given away at this point, uh, Bennett is actually an alien. And when Derek uh, sees some aliens and they aliens are kind of celebrating and humping the air, uh, uh, Bennett uses this is, by the way, when they all sound like hogs. Yeah, they do. It's pretty hilarious, actually. And then Bennett uh, speaks to Derek with his alien voice. He sounds like this. What are you? You're not Bennett. You killed Bennett. Your race is so primitive. No. 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 So they explain that they came to the planet for food, which, again, I just explained to you that it doesn't make any sense at all at this point. Uh, And then Bennett starts to kind of shake and he vanishes and Derek runs off. He runs we see him running through a field. Now, at this point, we know he's fucked. Like, there's no way that he could do anything. And there's hold on, hold on. There's, there's a really weird thing here that, that happens that I need to sure. sort of maybe try to explain to me a little bit. Because right after uh, right right after that happens, the fake Bennett explodes. Yeah, he kind of just, like, yeah. But so and so we get like we get like this myriad of shots of aliens like squealing and like whatever, you know, they're doing their pig thing, and, you know, and then there's just a shot of Bennett's neck hole. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Like they just, do, they, they just do this close up of his like decapitated neck hole, but he just exploded. 
Huh. And it's like, yeah. why did he explode? If he if he's one of like is he is he? Well, no, the the neck hole would have been in. I don't know what anything. What I I don't I just don't know what's going on with this fucking. No, well, the neck hole would have been in the other Bennett, the one that. Derek no, it happens right here because that's where it is in my notes. Oh uh, well, then I honestly don't I, I don't know. <laughs> but Derek does run off. Uh, and as he's like, he's like running down like the main, like a street. Yeah. And they show all these footage of like buildings collapsing, which are obviously just like buildings being torn down and stuff, right. but are supposed to be like the aliens destroying the earth. And, it's uh, good use he, of resources. Yeah. And then he makes this noise. No. 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 Then he, uh, this is some some of the buildings, and then he falls to his knees and starts to cry. And <laughs> does that noise. <laughs> yeah, that's him crying. That's what he sounds like. That's you. And this kind of, this sound, that's a, a shot of the planet Earth, that's the planet we're on, with a bunch of UFOs heading towards us. Right. And then it's the closing credits. So the well, point no, no, of- no, no, we get we get one more shot of uh, of an alien like head, and this alien head doesn't look anything like the aliens that were in the movie. It's it's more beastly. It's it's a very different looking alien, and it's basically just explaining that prove that 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 humans have been approved as a, as an acceptable food source. Ah, uh, right. Then credits roll, and that's it. That that sets up feeders too. Yeah. Which I, I don't know what that's about or if it's any good. Uh, at some point, I'm sure I will watch it. But that's the whole movie. So the point of the movie is that we're fucked, and we were fucked right from the beginning. Yeah. Like, there was no way that we were going to be able to There was zero chance of us winning. And you know what? I don't even have a problem with that. No, not really, especially because my biggest problem is there was no reason to have any sympathy for the characters in this movie because you don't know anything about them. You find out Derek likes to take photographs, Bennett likes women and, and that's all and, you know and smoking about and smoking yeah. and uh we find yeah. we find out that one of them chipped a tooth when they were a kid i can't even tell why they're friends like they don't seem to like each yeah, other right even. right exactly <laughs> and so so like the only thing of real note in the credits which just seemed like more padding to me but it was worth it was that there's a list of other movies to check out and of course, half of them are, the, are 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 these great John McBride films, and it just like and it just made me depressed as I was reading through this list of other movies to check out because I'm like, man, all of these like all of these movies that I've watched out of this list, like I would have rather have watched those. Yeah, yeah, I have to say that uh, like yourself, Mo Feeders was not an impressive experience. It felt to me like they. Like it was super underdeveloped, yeah. right? Because it just does. It it would have been so much easier just to put in one or two, just like really, even if they were just goofball characters, even if they were just stupid comedy, right? Just something to perk up a little bit of interest. Even if it was just to expand one of the female characters, maybe not Skippy, but the other one, maybe, yeah. Uh, and just give her more to do and and elaborate a little bit. I mean, you had time. The movie itself only runs an hour, so there was lots of directions you could have went to. Yeah, but I mean, maybe maybe throw in a a couple of scenes of a little bit of exposition or something, where you know, just a, a, or or some some you know some sympathetic dialogue where we could uh, you know appreciate the characters a little bit more. Yeah. Absolutely. You could even then had them like sit down and prepare a campsite and have them chat while they're doing it. Right. At least it would have been, because that would be better than them just walking around in the woods heading towards a campsite that they never get to. Yeah. Uh, it just it just seems like all 
filler, no killer. Which is funny because they're they're the whole movie's about killers. Yeah, and there's a lot of killing in it, so maybe there's all filler and some killer. Yeah, but not killer in the sense that we're talking that that we mean. That's it's good. it's because yeah. even like the even all the the murder and stuff, even all that's still pretty. Well, that doctor's head, though. Yeah, well, that's the best scene of the movie, <laughs> and it's it lasts, and it's funny it that that's the best scene of the movie, and it doesn't involve any of the main characters. I know that Feeders is beloved by some of the uh, folks over on our Facebook group yeah. and fans of No Budget Nightmares, and we're certainly not uh, disparaging you for liking this movie. No. I think there are I think there are some fun moments in it, but I know for a fact that everyone involved can do better, and they did do better. So it's it's a little tough to recommend it because there's other stuff that you should be checking right. out. Start with Cannibal Cannibal, which is a great uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, and uh, also uh, then listen to the amazing. Rue uh, penned Cannibal Campout theme song, so, which I still think of every time I hear the name Cannibal Campout yeah, because yeah. it's so good. It's a Cannibal Campout. I love- Mo, yes. What are we going to talk about in the next episode of No Budget Nightmares? <laughs> All right, so I guess we got a recommendation, uh, yes. which which happens from time to time, and and mm-hmm. and most of the time they get added to a list, and you know. For all, it, they sense. don't usually get they don't usually get jumped to the head of the list. Yeah. we've gotten so many recommendations that just have kind of got put on the back burner that we will get to eventually. Yeah, they'll but... all get to eventually. But this one, for some reason, stood out to you, and we decided that this is the one we're going to do next. It's it's a film called Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack. Yes, from two thousand three, Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack. Yeah, the KKKK. Directed and written by Charles E. Cullen. Yeah, the tagline. I, the tagline is "It's blood, drugs, bullets, and grease paint." Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know anything about this movie. Um, you watched the trailer. I, I didn't. I, uh, I have to say, yeah. uh, like the person who recommended it said, "Watch the trailer, and you'll see why you got to cover it." And I did, and they're right. That's it. It was like. Okay, I guess we're going to talk about this one then. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and sometimes it's 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 tough for us to uh, to 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 figure out because we've got, like I said, we've got such an extensive list at this point of like suggestions and movies that we had already been planning, you know. And there's always the time when we're eventually going to have to go back to the bloody nightmares box. (laughs) Um, So we've got a lot of movies to cover. So it's not like it's not like this is a small genre that we're covering. (laughs) That's right, exactly. And more being made every day. Yeah, right. One of the nice things. One of the nice things about this is because we have no connection to this movie, yeah. unlike unlike like our last five, yeah. and, or, or and no one has recommended it to us, that we don't have to be nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> so if it sucks, we can be incredibly deeply honest. But uh, but we don't know for sure that it is going to suck. It could be. You know what? It could be. It, they've taken us by surprise. Been surprised before, exactly. You know. So I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll probably end up, you know, I've decided that that the the times of me watching a movie once, like two hours before we're supposed to record, are over. I need to be more prepared for these with these movies. So I'm probably going to watch this tomorrow. Um, I'll (laughs) I'll celebrate my Labor Day right, you know, and uh, and I'll watch this tomorrow. Then I'll probably watch it again the following week and watch it one more time and take take notes before we record. Well, I'm going to tell you, when you watch it the first time. You report back to me what you find uh, because I'm I'm not going to probably be able to see it until after the Toronto International Film Festival, yeah. and that'll be an interesting cap <laughs> after all of those movies. Yeah, to, to watch fucking killer 
Killer uh, clowns from Canvas on on from Canvas from Kansas on crack. Yeah, Canvas clowns. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch this a couple of at least a couple of times before uh, before we record. So we'll we'll see we'll see how this goes. This may prove to be uh, the the um uh the clown that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. this may this may prove to be the uh, the. The, the the reason why I never do this again, but um, we'll, we'll preparation. We'll, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's been my philosophy so far, and it seems to work. Uh, Mo, Mo, if people want to find us on the internet, what's the best way for them to do so? Uh, go right to Facebook. Yeah, facebook.com slash groups slash no budget nightmares, all one word. Or they can go over to nobudgetpodcast.com, check out our archives, sure subscribe do. via iTunes, or or we're actually whatever way you want to subscribe, you can do it all over there. You can also leave us a review on iTunes, and of course our Patreon link is there as well. You can find both Mo and myself on Twitter, he is at DrunkOnVHS, and I am at Doug underscore Tilly, that's T-I-L-L-E-Y. You can, of course, check out Mo's uh, YouTube channel, Strange Vapes. You also have a Twitter feed for that. Is that correct? Yeah, I never post anything on it, though. But it's at so, Strange Vapes? Yeah, it's at Strange Vapes. It's like my drunk on VHS one. I never posted that either. So. <laughs> you do occasionally, every once in a while. Every once you'll, in a while. Like, maybe like, you'll retweet a link to an episode that's been out for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to remind me that people need to go listen to yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, you can check that out on Twitter. I'm like the second out... wave of promotion. <laughs> you can check out my other podcast, Eric Roberts is the fucking man at ericrobertsistheman.com. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it. Mo, have you watched anything that's not Feeders lately? Oh my God, have I? Have uh, you? Yeah, man. I watched... Uh, <laughs> Finally, something to be enthusiastic I, I'm about. I'm <laughs> super fucking enthusiastic about this. I watched Turbo Kid last night. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh my God, it's so great. I loved it so much. Um, now I'm not normally very '90s nostalgic, sure, but uh, but this is sort of like oozing. Like like we've seen a lot of like '80s post-apocalyptic stuff going on, so it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting to see like a '90s post-apocalyptic thing going on because everything's like neon and sure, you know. It's it's I, I gotta say I I truly enjoyed it, and I was utterly surprised by the amount and quality of uh gore you know in in the film there's and there's some genuinely like truly funny moments in it um you know and uh yeah just just for what it is and and for for how it was made and 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 for what it's about it's really really a a like a just a fun like really enjoyable film well, I mean, I I haven't checked it out yet, but I've been meaning to. Just haven't had the time yet. I am definitely going to. I mean, again, it's got a Canadian. Uh, uh, I think it was directed by Canadian. It's got all these Canadian. It's listed uh, as a Canadian film, so I'm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I saw like the opening of it. There's like 30 fucking different companies that are yeah. advertised at the very beginning. But there's. Uh, I also kind of love the fact that like it's obviously French Canadian. Because, right. like, all of the street signs, like, you don't see a lot of them, but every time you see a, a street sign, it's in French. Mm, arrête. Yeah, yeah, you see an, an, arrête, <laughs> an, an arrête sign. <laughs> well, I'm going to check that out. In fact, I haven't really dug into anything. The only thing I saw that was great lately, uh, just added to Hulu in the last couple of days, was That Guy, Dick Miller, the documentary about Oh, Dick yeah, Miller's I need to car. watch that. Yeah, it just got added, I think, like, yesterday or the day before. To Hulu? So... 
Yeah, to Hulu. Right. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of a weirdo, and I I check the Hulu movie listings a lot because they add so much really strange, terrible shit oh, onto it. Always, yeah. L- like they added that and Cobra, Oop. and I think there's a movie from Full Moon Video called Ooga Booga about this African doll that is killing racists. That's awesome. Uh, and they, I think it only came out like last year. I think Karen Black is in it, but it's um, it looks like it could be the worst goddamn thing. Or I mean, it's it's Charles Band, so he probably he's so obsessed about little things. I don't he, know what. He's yeah, doing. he's got a weird obsession with like dolls and yeah. short people. Yeah. So well, short people got no reason to live. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so I'm gonna probably check that out eventually when I have time, which I don't have now. But like I mentioned before, I'm heading to the Toronto International Film Festival in a, a week or so, and uh, look for coverage of that over at DailyGrindhouse.com. Yeah, he's gonna do that, and I'm gonna continue my uh, my series rewatch of the Golden Girls. Yay, Golden Girls! I'm into season did, two now. It's too. it's it's going well. You gotta follow it up with the Golden Palace. No, probably not. But uh. <laughs> Empty nest, but I, I, you know, I do on honestly, like I'm like way, like way into Golden Girls. Like I, it's such a great fucking show. So I, you know, I every couple of years or maybe like every like five years or so, I'll do a complete series rewatch. So how many seasons are there? Like six or seven, something like that. Holy, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Have you gotten to the Quentin Tarantino episode yet? No, I haven't yet. But it's funny though because I posted like a little like picture meme thing on um on my facebook of sophia talking about lesbians yeah i did see you know and then like two seconds later that episode came on i'm like (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it's a progressive show i gotta i gotta check out golden girls again right now why don't you say good night mo say good night good night mo my my microphone was off i don't care (laughs) vape some other time good night everybody (laughs) 